Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Joanna Chanice with me. Ah, I said that wrong. Chanice. <laughs> Practice before, man. It's okay. This is, the, <laughs> this is the high impact series. Uh, this is where we are going to uh, ask the big question. We're going to try and find a takeaway for you to be out, get out of the listening loop and get into the action loop, uh, into the movement loop, as maybe uh, Joanna would describe it from her um, three-step methodology and so that we went over in the previous episode. And so if you haven't listened to that yet, please make sure you go back and do that. But the reason that we want to take action is because in this, we're trying to find an ability for you to have a money talk around uh, a subject, you know, entrepreneurship, money, successful mindsets um, that you can go and have an impact on your kids. By doing this, it's going to do two things. One, it's going to change their uh, emotional and financial trajectory because as young people, they are time rich. And so they have a long time to compound these things that you have broken down in the talks. And then two, uh, it's going to do something even more important, which is establish the relationship between you and your kids, that it's not taboo to talk about these things in your household, because when they're younger and when you have the ability to have these conversations with them, if you do, then as they get older and these challenges get bigger and bigger, or these opportunities, the way I look at, like to look at it, get bigger and bigger, they're going to have those conversations with you, which is as a parent, I know that's what we really all want to be is because we're the only people on this planet that are 100% in their corner for wanting the best things for them. And so with that, Joanna, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here's the big question. Uh, what is the one thing that you would teach about that our schools don't that's had a major impact on your life? Okay. I would have a class where there would be, we wouldn't be grade focused. We wouldn't focus on the result and the outcome at the end of the class. I understand that academics is set up that way for a reason and people need to, you know, listen, my doctors that operated on me, I'm glad that they got like all A's at Harvard. Believe me, I get it. I understand that grading system works, but I would run a class where there wasn't a grade, where we would focus on the learning. And what I would teach is that people need to follow their inner guide and their gut. Your gut is often underlooked and undervalued and overlooked, especially when you are a kid. You know, you have that feeling, that creepy feeling that comes in and it tells you something is wrong, but you. You're willing to look the other way because a friend told you to look the other way or like peer pressure or this or that. I would teach a class on following your gut. I wouldn't give it a grade because there's no wrong answer there. Okay. And really empowering people to follow their own instinct, to follow their instinct, to keep aligned with who they really feel they are inside. And I think that that class would help them in every other academic class do better because they would learn that they're there to learn. They're not there because they already know it all or because they're going for the A at the end. The A at the end becomes a natural result if you enjoy the process. And I think that it's so undervalued, your gut is so undervalued that I would value the, I would teach them to value what they feel within their body and to trust themselves 
and that it's natural to make mistakes and it would be a class without a grade and that would help them get better grades in all their other classes. I was going to ask you what you think keeps us from doing that. Fear. I, yeah, I think you, I think you said it though, the, va the value. The fear, right? okay, yeah. people are so afraid of how they look to other people, but they're never afraid of how they look to themselves. Did you Listen, think we, don't you think we teach that though with the comparison models that we run through our schools? Like it's all we, all the, as soon as you're in a school, you're immediately compared to every other kid consistently through a grading scale. Even if that might be one of the six ways that kids learn might not be memorization and repetition and, and being able to uh, speak a fact that I need to know for about one more hour and then I'm going to forget. Right. <laughs> I'm a terrible student. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a terrible student and I am an extremely, I think, intelligent and successful person. So I think that there are lots of people I know that are incredible students who are also super successful and whatever, but there's more than one way to get there. And I think that everybody is different and we're trying in education to make everybody the same. And that's just not possible. What's the point? I mean, life is so uninteresting that way. So I understand in society there have to be, you know, certain things that we need to learn and I get it, but celebrating our own instinct and being okay to make a mistake and move on, I believe is the single greatest lesson you can teach any child. I like the concept of being able to have a couple redos. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, right? Like you I mean, could get like a alive. mulligan, right? You get like a golfing mulligan. Like you got if you're if you're in there and you just bombed a test, like I think you ought to be able to pull like a redo card or a bomb. Like, this one ain't my ticket card. You know what I mean? I think I think well, that would be fun. But I I do I 100% agree with you on the fact that we need to be able to make our decisions uh, and, and with confidence. And I think that when we talked about intention last time, that I think confidence falls a big piece into that, whether you're going to be successful in the decision that you make or not, because when you make a decision and you go, uh, you know, I liken a lot of this stuff to business because I've been around a lot of business. And so like when you make a decision, but you have hesitancy built into it, uh, it's much less likely to succeed. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, and I want to go back to the redo, your redo comment. If you're alive, you have a redo. Yeah. Okay. That's it. If you're alive, <laughs> yeah. that's your redo. Yeah. So, it'll be better tomorrow the, than today. Right. That's all we got to do. Well, yeah. It's, it's all about moving forward. And yep. that is your redo. Mm -hmm. And so you take that test and maybe you can't physically retake that test, but you know what? It's going to lay the foundation for you to do better the next time. But that and, lays it, that's in school. In life, you get the redo. And I don't think that's the part that we miss, right? We don't get this like, okay, I screwed this up, but tomorrow I can fix it or I can do it better. You know, you can and do we do it in school and in life. I think it's yeah. all the same. I think yeah. if you're alive, it's all a redo. Like, as long as you can move in a direction that's forward and you're not stuck where you are, that is a redo. Yeah. That's a redo. And that's applicable to academics, it's applicable to finances, it's applicable to love, it's applicable to health, the wellness, fitness, as long as you are moving in the direction that you that that will bring you down to a different result, then that is a redo. You know, I actually I actually have a piece of this happened in my household recently. Um, and a lot of my stories come from my kids anyway, so I'm gonna tell one. But uh, my daughter was in bed at night, 
and she has a hard time sleeping a lot of times. I think she inherited that one from me, but uh, she doesn't have the ability to turn her brain off sometimes. And so she's laying there and I heard her down the hallway and I could hear this kind of like a muffled kind of cry. And I was like, what is that? Cause she's, that's not her. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? Like, I, I never heard, I mean, she'll, she'd break a leg and just be mad and want to like keep playing the sport. Like she's just determined. And so I hear like kind of this muffled cry. I go down there and say, what is wrong with you? And she goes like, I got a four on my, I don't know, FSA thing test. And I'm like, well, how, how many are there? And she's like a five. And I'm like, well, what's a passing? And she's like a two. And I'm like, well, four has got to be pretty good. Right. And she was like, it's not a five. And I'm like, she's like, I'm, I'm not smart. And I'm like, I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, this is a, like, when did you take this test? She's like two months ago. I'm like, this is a snapshot. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, well, this test doesn't determine whether you're smart or not. It determines the amount of the information you knew on that day for mm -hmm. applicable to this test only. And it has nothing to do with whether you're smart or not. Now, first of all, you got a four out of five. I was like, second of all, do you think you're not smart? And she was like, no, I know I'm smart. And I'm like, well, if you took that test today, would you get a five out of five? She's like, a hundred percent. She's like, I just didn't remember the one thing. And I was like, well, then it doesn't make you smart or not, right? <laughs> like, it's, you know, like you have to have this ability to like kind of break those things sometimes. And I think that that's kind of what you're talking about in this, like being able to teach kids without a grade built to it, but it's really more the concept of following what you know is right or what you're real inside. Now in business, I had to retrain myself personally to do this because I made very, I was very indecisive for a long time. And what I found was if I went with my gut feeling, I don't, I, I mean, I went with it a lot of times anyway, but it was usually way later, you know, three months, a month, two weeks, whatever it was. But if I had just made the decision when I was asked or when the opportunity came up, I was probably going to be just about as likely to be right or wrong as I was if I waited two weeks, two months or three years. Right. But I would find out if I was right or wrong much faster, which means I could adjust and I could get to the right answer faster by following my gut when people ask me stuff or when I had business opportunities. And so I think it's a huge trait to be able to do. And I would ask you one last thing is how would you introduce that at the dinner table? If, uh, if you were, if you were one of the listeners on the show today. And I was sitting with my kids at the dinner table. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about following my gut. Yep. Well, I would open up about a mistake um, of my own. Yeah. I would uh, just put it out there. I think once you become vulnerable and they can see that you're not this, it's not egoic, right? So you take that all off the table. So I would say to them, I would say, listen to what I did when I was, you know, 28 years old, or I would maybe something I had done that day. Okay. It, it doesn't matter. I still make mistakes every day. And when you know, when you don't follow your gut, you know, it doesn't, it, it never works. Right. So I would give them an example of my own and I would, I would laugh about it. Yeah. I would genuinely be like, okay, well, if that hadn't happened and you know, then I wouldn't really be where I am today. And I would empower them to tell their own story and to, to let them know that they're, my kids come to me, as you would imagine, and all of their friends come to me for like free advice all the time. My kitchen is always full of these beautiful young girls. I love it. And they're like, you know, anything from relationships. Like, I, I love it. I love it. It's like I, my, such a passion of mine. But I always start with what does your gut say? 
because yeah. nothing is as important as what you say to yourself, no matter how old you are. Okay. So that's, that's how I would start the conversation. I'm glad I asked you because I thought we had a really good conversation about this, but I love the way that you put that because that's the easiest, that's a very, very easy actionable piece to sit down and do. And like you said, that vulnerable conversation of, look, this is where I kind of made a decision and I screwed up and this is how it worked out. And guess what? I survived. I adjusted to it. This is how I changed. Like those things become so much more relatable, right? We relate to stories, not, uh, not instructions. Right. And so that's what we relate to. We don't watch movies that are three hours long instructing us how to, you know, fight aliens. We like to watch us and see the love story and the, and the battles and the stuff. And we, that's how we relate to things. And so, Joanna, with that, I want to say thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. Um, parents, if you're listening to this, try to have this conversation today, tomorrow. Set aside some, some specific time. Maybe think of some specific examples um, that you can do this and be vulnerable and explain when you when you chase something and it ended up, you know, you didn't feel right about it and it ended up being right about it. So uh, with that, um, who should come find you and where they find you at? You can find me at joannachanis.com. Um, all my Instagram is linked there. Everything is linked there. I have my podcast, my book, everything. And if people want to reach out, I love to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I only take on a few every month because I have large corporate clients as well. But if somebody is interested, please message me. I answer all my own messages. Um, I would love to, um, I would love to help them. Awesome. There's also uh, some links to your book there too. Don't forget. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? That's right. All right, cool. Thank you so much for coming on Money Talkers with me. If you listen to this time, take the earbuds out, take the headphones off and be intentional and go take action. Or as, uh, as Joanna would say, uh, go make some movement. So um, go, go, go <laughs> get them. Right. <laughs> All righty. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at The Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker